So then it's got what what uh, various obviously you've got the studio there in New Jersey. Where what other places have you taught, or what other um, kind of events and stuff have you taught at? Well, so um, besides the studio and teaching in the park, I have taught at various community centers. Um, before COVID, um, I was hired by the, the county of Essex, New Jersey, Essex County, New Jersey, to go to every one of their, I think it was 13 or 14 centers once a week, which was a lot of work, um, and, and teach at each of those centers. COVID hit and that went away. And uh, at this point, if it came back, I would probably have one of my other instructors that wants to go do that sort of thing do it, uh, which would be a great opportunity for them as well. Um, well, with that many, you may even have two or three of them where you've got well, each one of them having some. Yeah, uh, exactly. One person, yeah. Yeah, and it, it might work with where they're located, phys you know, geographically and whatnot. Um, the the couple of large events I've taught at would be uh, an event that no longer exists. It was the Tai Chi Gala, uh, which used to be up in Albany, New York, and the, its last couple, two, three years was in the Poconos in Pennsylvania. Um, there's an event, the Tai Chi Symposium, uh, which I will be teaching at in August, although this year they're still doing it virtual uh, because they had to decide back in January, and that's when Omicron was peaking, and they said, let's just do it virtual. Um, so, you know, normally that would be in person, and that's in, would be in Long Beach Island, New Jersey. Um, I have uh, taught at the Clear Tai Chi Gathering. Um, and look forward to doing that uh, at the time of this recording. We'll be doing that in about two weeks. Uh, and, and, and even regardless when you're seeing this recording, it's the first weekend of June every single year. So there's no excuse not to know when it is. <laughs> anyway. Cool. You can hear the, the, the commercial in me. Right. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, it's a fun time. Uh, I meant to start off our, our meeting by doing a commercial for that essentially and forgot. And it's the, the clear Tai Chi um international family gathering it happens every year the first week full weekend in june and that all of our regional organizers and the different folks that you've seen on there come out to that and most of the other uh personalities that you may have seen on social media and all of that and we'll be doing plenty of uh mini workshops out like hour hour and a half long uh, two hour workshops and a lot of push hands and we have a panel on saturday night and and like there's different themes for that last year it was covid and how to overcome covid and and to use your tai chi to defend yourself against covid and then this year it's for how tai chi is practiced for alleviating stress and depending on the source of the stress and the kind of stress and physical or mental or spiritual and also how it's manifesting in you uh, with you different way and why like PTSD is its own thing, for example, um, what ways and how to practice for that stuff. Um, and so that'll be our talk this year, uh, on Saturday night. And so that push hands all around that, um, it's a great time. I know we're all, we all enjoy it and you will too, and come out and join us. And if you want to know where to get that at, it's at clear, I'm sorry. It's at Tai Chi Gathering.com. That's Tai Chi Gathering.com. And you can sign up for it there. And come out, you'll you'll be glad you did. All right. So sorry, that was the word from our sponsor. Okay. Um, what caused you to start studying from Sigong Richard Clear 
um tell the story of it okay <laughs> i tell this story a lot um and have and have met a good number of other people who have somewhat similar stories and i've met them at your place in tennessee um so again i was at another martial arts school and i thought i was learning tai chi uh, um but i i quickly realized i wasn't when i met you at the event that no longer exists the tai chi gala it was up in albany new york i met you uh your very first year of teaching there which was my first year of daring to venture out of the school i was at and see if i belonged in a group of other martial artists it was very intimidating at the time um and uh i learned that the form they were teaching me wasn't even a tai chi form it was a, they called it tai chi chung whatever that is it was a kung fu form that they just said go slow breathe in and out here and that, and and they didn't even teach any application i just yeah. holy cow um so I, I get to the tai chi gala and right away I, I it was someone else's workshop um they said stand in your best wuchi posture and i'm looking around going uh okay so i stood in like a horse stance I, that's how bad my knowledge i had no idea they hadn't even taught what a wuchi posture was holy cow and then all these terms were flying over my head sung pung lu ji on and i had no clue and then I come across your workshop and the students that you brought with you at the time that I got to put hands on with. And I had never, I had only done stick figure sort of self-defense practice at this other school. Um, and they didn't really go much beyond that. Um, and they were so afraid of all the insurance liabilities and blah, blah, blah. And it just, just all, in all sorts of other reasons too. But, um, and so see i'm a big guy and seeing how easily i could be pushed a couple of the students you brought were pretty skinny and uh, I, not sure to find this, uh, I brought about uh half a dozen guys with me yeah. and i made sure that if they were scrawny, extra scrawny mm -hmm. that they came <laughs> yeah i was being nice i said skinny you said scrawny so there you go <laughs> yeah, was, was, was yeah and they moved me with pretty much no effort and and it, and I couldn't understand it, and then we felt root, which I had, you know, if you had asked me to root back then, I'd have done the opposite. I'd gone, okay, I'm rooted, which which is the complete uh, opposite. I just did a bunch of tension, but to, you know, holy cow! And then I learned to relax and, and and melt a little bit, but nowhere near. They could just blow right past me, and I didn't even completely understand it at the time either. And sure. then I got to put hands on with you, which is one of the greatest things is you will go around and put hands on with everyone. Um, and it just, I had not experienced anything like that. Uh, just the, the entire attitude and vibe of your students. And of course you just really resonated with me. And I think I, 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 I didn't know exactly what to make of all of it, for like the first year after I met you. I think I bought your book and maybe a video or two at the workshop and I went back to my other school. And of course, again, you don't know what you don't know. They lead you along. And this is the similar story that I've heard from other students. You think you're gonna get to the good stuff 
with them. But you're just not ready yet. You're not a high enough belt level. But wait till you get to the next level. And the, No, uh-uh. Never happened. It was, oh, here's a dozen more forms for you to know half-baked and to not put any energies into and to just memorize and we'll test you on. And, oh, it, it gets me upset. So, do, the, uh, do the form 500 more times, yeah. Yeah, right. So, uh, anyway, I think it was the second year. I met you again, and I went, all right, I am coming to Tennessee. And from then on, it just it just took off. Um, so, and then, and then uh, the other thing was I was getting to the point where I was going to test to be a black belt in their system uh, because I was very dedicated. I went five, six days a week to that school. Um, I was, and it was a half hour away, but, but I went, I had that brick wall, 6 PM. I leave. I don't care what's going on. I'm going for my training. And that's how serious I was. Um, and, and I remember asking you, you know, I, they were putting me through all these hoops cause they, they knew I was with you. That wasn't hidden. I even brought you to the school once and, um, and you know, naturally they want students to leave. Um, and they kept moving the carrot down the line. We'll let you teach clear Tai Chi here. And then there was excuse after excuse after excuse why it wasn't happening or why it would be a problem and, and whatnot. Um, and you, I, I asked you, I said, what should I do? Should I, I I'm, I'm done with them. I want to be with you 100%. And you said, well, look, um, I would never pull someone from another school. I do not believe in that. Um, the, the only thing I will say, there was a couple things. The only thing I will say is it might be hard serving two families and what happens when they need you and I need you. I went, Hmm. Okay. Let me think about that. That is a, could be a conundrum. And, and then as far as the black belt, you said, look, they're making you jump through these hoops to get it, but there's a lot of people out there in the public that that don't know anything about any of this. And when you get to list on your credentials that you're a black belt in a system, well, that can carry some weight. You and I know it may not mean a whole heck of a lot, but to the general public, ooh, he's a black belt and blah, blah, blah. And he's here. And he, and and so I said, okay. And I and I went through the hassle of of completing it there. Um, and, uh, and even with that, <laughs> they, they, they made me a probationary black belt after testing and blamed it on, and he's not here today. And I'm not saying anything that we would not say publicly, cause that's what this is. Chris Walsh had left the school before me and he was my instructor there. And because, well, of his level of unhappiness with the place and he and I didn't really talk because once he left you know he didn't want to taint the students that were still there and then he played that all properly of course he's a very good person very ethical and and thrilled to have him in our organization now um they blamed making me a probationary black belt on Chris because Chris did not teach you all these forms that you don't have that you're supposed to have as a black belt. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding. You know, that this is ridiculous. Because at that point you had like 30 forms, right? Yeah. Oh, no, more than that. I think it was 50 or 60. Yeah. yeah it was, I was formed to death. 
And um, and you never got very good at any of them. I mean, maybe a few that you yeah, did all the time. But yeah, yeah. And that doesn't include weapons. Not unless you're just doing forums all, you know, for several hours a day, every day. And that's all you do. And you don't know anything else about it because you're spending all your time, you know, jacking around. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. My final meeting there was with all the instructors and the owner of the school, and they have on the window there, we're in his office, where listed on the window for passersby, sees, you can see all eight martial arts that they teach. And then that list is Tai Chi. And I, I said to him, and I tried to be, you know, very polite and proper and professional, of course, and amicable, but I said, look, um, you told me on day one when I walked in here, that you take the base program of the eight martial arts. And then when you're black belt, you get based on maybe your age, your body type, and your personal interest, then you can hyper-focus on one of them. You guys know I'm all about Tai Chi. And I don't think it's fair to take Kristen, who's now one of my students, and she was the head instructor there at the point, to take all this energy from her teaching me these forms that I don't have just for me to go, okay, done now. Let me do Tai Chi. Do you really need me to do that, to jump through that hoop? And the other thing I said was, you teach eight martial arts, but nobody can walk in here and say, hey, what are your Bagua classes? Because you don't do that. It's all intermixed, except for Tai Chi. Somebody can walk in here and you'll say, oh, sure, we have Tai Chi classes Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And I said, you deem Tai Chi so important to break it out separately, yet the curtain has been pulled back and revealed that the Tai Chi here is empty. And you know that. And you have not taken action. You got a workshop there and then they were, yeah. You have not taken action to change that. Instead, you've gone off and taken yin yoga, and I'm talking to the owner of the school and some of the others, and you haven't done anything to improve your Tai Chi. And he would push hands with me privately after class once in a while and uh, did not really allow me to teach him, or he would just see what my skill level was. And I learned later that he was intimidated that and and it just it was ugly you know i mean we left amicably departed amicably but it just and 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 the the reason i'm bothering telling the story is because i know this is somewhat of a common story of people going to a school where it's really empty and you have no way of knowing unless you are lucky enough to come across someone that's very rare such as you sifu clear you know someone that's really teaching the real stuff um and being open about it so. Part of why we put so much YouTube out there and, and the different videos that are available like that. And then the book and the other things is to try to help to inform. And for me, uh, and I remember at the time, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, hey, it wasn't, hey, leave the school and da, da, da. It was like, let's, if the instructors are open to getting the stuff, let's get them the stuff. Yeah. And unfortunately, it kind of went back to the senior guy there was like, I want the stuff, but I'm not willing to do anything to get the stuff. And I'm not going to make sure that nobody knows I got the stuff and all this other, you know, it was all this stuff going on with it that was not, yeah. not conducive, unfortunately. Hopefully, he, thing, hopefully he's doing better now. And I suspect he is probably, but yeah. Anyways. The other thing uh, 
that really rubbed me wrong. And, and I, I just want to share this. I, I want, don't want my interview to turn into this negative whatever. But, but, but I, there are things I want to share which all come to why I'm studying with you and, and why it keeps going so far. So you had taught, uh, you have a program, Tai Chi for Parkinson's. Yeah. And, and I took it in Washington, D.C., and then I believe I repeated it or I tested for it in Tennessee uh, at, at one point. And this school had two people that were coming to it before our regular classes once a week or whatever that were Parkinson's patients. And they weren't doing anything special for them. They were just putting them through a real simple version of their Tai Chi. Um, but it didn't provide any of the things that we know help. And so I came back and after taking uh, your training on it, I said to them, look, I just spent a long weekend in DC getting training specifically in Parkinson's. And I know we have that couple here and uh, I would like to help and offer what I've learned to them. Yeah. And he hit the roof going there is no way i'm going to trust that you can you can learn that in one weekend and 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 i'm going to put it on these people and i went whoa 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 so here's the thing you can learn how to do that if you're already at a certain level of tai chi competency and I am enough for this, so I was able to learn the very specific things. Yeah, somebody comes into Tai Chi for Parkinson's for a weekend and they've never had Tai Chi before, they're not going to be able to leave that course doing almost any of it. No, of course so not. They come in and they've had a good, a good real Tai Chi at some level, then it's you're learning how to apply all that stuff to the Parkinson's and that's not so hard. Yeah, sorry, go yes. ahead. Well, and then, and then so I was just disgusted that that was the attitude and that he wasn't willing to at least hear what I had to say or offer. And I was I was going to help him, you know, uh, it'd be different if you didn't realize you didn't know who you were, or didn't know that you'd been working on Tai Chi at that point for years and yeah. all of that. Yeah, right, right, right. But I was a 10 year student. Though. Yeah, at that point, I'd been there about a decade and yeah. he had met you and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, <laughs> yep. Cool. Um, what is your favorite thing to study, learn, and why? <laughs> well, that, that changes quite regularly, usually based on whatever new material that I get from you. Uh -huh. um, yeah, almost every time I see you, there is some upgrade in skill or something that I wasn't ready for, you know, six months earlier or a year earlier or whatever the case was. And then I come back and I'm all about it. And, and that's also, it's, there are times when uh, I'm jealous of not being a uh, local in, in-person student with you and being a long distance student. But I will say you, you always give me hookups and then I come back and I get to work on them for two, three, four months in between seeing you again. And I'm, and I'm usually kind of hyper-focused on those things. So I, I actually get a level of competency with them. And I, I know it always needs to go further. But um, so, yeah, there's, there's that. Um, I, I enjoy push hands. That's my thing. Um, not that I dislike form, but it's just so much fun. And it goes so many places from the healing side to the martial side and, and the, you know, all the energetics and, and, and things of that sort. And, and if you get really good at push hands, guess what? Your, your form is improving as well too. So.
Yeah, to give you an idea for for to think about for how to think about the being the long distance student and that kind of thing is that when I originally learned from Tyrone, when I'm you know after the eight nine years you know when I moved to Florida, then he was in Ohio and I was in Florida, and I could call him on the phone if I could reach him, and that was it, mm. right? Unless we flew one of us flew to the other place, which we both did, but. And did that until about 93, 94, when he had his um, heart attack, stroke, stroke from the blood clots from the heart thing. Anyways, and then uh, it was due to a birth defect and some other odd things. Anyways, and then when I went to China and studied and came back, I didn't have a way to contact those people at all. For one thing, like like Master Ma as an example, if I would call, if I had called him, he didn't speak English. So I would have had to have an interpreter and it would have been on the phone and I would have been asking him stuff and, and all that, right? As an, as an example, and then other teachers too. And there wasn't Zoom and there wasn't the internet and there wasn't, <laughs> or not the internet in a form where I wasn't on the internet at that point in time at all, like zero, none. Didn't even have a computer for it um, and all that. And so today we can actually get on there and see each other and interact with each other and look at things and feel things through that way because of the medium of the of the you know the what exists in today's world and the internet and pictures that are sent instantly through a magical device called a, a <laughs> camera i mean a encyclopedia i mean a phone phone yeah that personal digital assistant anyways the uh and all that stuff so it really is different uh, there's a lot of advantages that everyone has today in today's world that I did not have coming up for that. Well, and, and, and that's one of the positive things that came out of the COVID period is setting up all the zoom studios and things like that. And that's very, oh, yeah. very Even helpful. More. Yeah. Yep. Um, so what is your favorite thing to teach and why? <laughs> Well, one guess, push uh, hands, hello. <laughs> and why? Uh, because it's a ton of fun. And I love when you see students' eyes light up when you can teach them, hey, your lower back is tight. And then you teach them how to release that. And they're like, oh, whoa. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, no, good, do that all day. Live like that, not just while we're doing this. And that's why I've had numerous conversations uh, over the years with um, instructors that have come in and out of, you know, our various workshops and whatnot, who are like, how are you getting your senior citizens to push hands? I'm like, <laughs> I, I have never had a problem with that because of the way it's positioned to them up front. And when you can show the incredible benefit that they're going to get from it in so many ways and, and they love it, they can't wait. Um, so I enjoy that. And then it's, it's fun, you know, with my younger students and whatnot to, you know, do, do some other things that I wouldn't be doing with the seniors, but um, it's, it's just so much fun. And, and I enjoy, I enjoy all the, the different types clears internal, um, is a complete game changer from what I was doing before I really got anywhere into your program and, and began to get some skill. Um, I was always doing the forward stance, more competitive type. And I find even now, 
that um, when I go to various push hands meetups, yeah, there's plenty of guys out there that have really good Lee, really good physicality. They know all the angles. They know all the, you know, those sorts of things that can be used, but they are not feeling in to the level that you are teaching us. And some of them don't really even want to hear about E or mind skill. Uh, That's, that's just not a thing to wow. them, at least at least in the way that we are taking it and studying it and going much deeper with it, uh, they don't they don't understand that. So um, it's just it's just too much fun. I love teaching uh, push hands. <laughs> uh, the e, the mind intense. Yep. Yep. Do you have a dedicated uh, clear internal push hands class and or like a meetup uh, that you do? Well, so typically a meetup, or, you know, around about once a month, but I, I don't have a class that's just push hands because every single Tai Chi class, with rare exception, is we're going to be pushing hands. We do some form work. We do, you know, what a, a, a particular drill or two, and okay, let's go. You know, I usually make sure the last half hour to 20 minutes minimum is pushing hands, if not more. There's some nights where the class is all push hands. Is rare nights when it's just purely form. That that doesn't happen too often. Cool. Um, if they wanted to come to one of your push hands meetup, um, would that be on the New Jersey Facebook page or somewhere else? Um, yes, the the place to find that. If you would, uh, if you're watching this and you're anywhere nearby the northern New Jersey area where you might actually be able to come to one. Um, Please uh, like and or follow New Jersey Tai Chi fully spelt out on Facebook. And every time I hold a meetup, it absolutely will be posted. Cool. Do you have uh, healing? Do you have um, in the clear Tai Chi program, we have the fog on Qigong. Do you have healing modalities, massage, Reiki, um, fog on type stuff? What, what do you do or have that way? Right. So I have uh, your Fagung uh, energy healing Qigong uh, training uh, made it to uh, an advanced level. I know there's still way more to go, um, but I am one of your advanced Fagung practitioners. And um, I don't do Reiki or any other uh, modality like that. But the Fagung has gone places that I never knew uh, or thought I'd be doing or that would it would go. Um, and that's that's the long distance stuff and things of that sort that really came about because of COVID where we couldn't get together. And so learning, I, I know this sounds freaky. If you have not watched or seen any of our other podcasts where we talk about some of this stuff, you're going to go, Woo, what, what's going on here? But uh, when you're taking step by step, by step, methodically through this training, there are things I've learned to do that if you told me, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, if even that long ago, I'd have gone, <laughs> yeah, right, I didn't know what's going on here. But wow, uh, it's really neat. I will tell you, uh, my mom in Cleveland, Ohio, if her hip hurts or her wrist hurts, to be able to do something about that from here, th- that is gold. Uh, that, that, that is the whole reason to do any of this, if you ask me, to be able to help people like that. So. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you keep dedicated Fagong Qigong healing hours? 
No, um, there's no hours for that. Um, but I, I'm the, almost every day or every other day. There's someone somewhere for something where even if it's a quick two minute thing, oh, your your you know your finger hurts. Let me pull that swelling out for you. I did that last night after class uh, for one of our students. Um, so it's just the opportunities for that present itself all the time. So I don't I don't officially do that with setup hours. I also find. Um, especially when you get new students and more on the senior side, there's this whole thing about being careful about not freaking them out with this. But at the same time, if you present it properly, um, so I, so I, you will like win that student over like nobody's business. I had a senior citizen who was a relatively new student had come in and her knee was hurting. And I simply said, okay, so I don't know if you're familiar with any energy healing sorts of stuff but I do have a modality I could do on you. And there's no pressure. If, if you're not into that, it's totally cool. I don't even have to touch you, but I can, I can potentially help relieve some of that pain. There's never a promise. And usually, well, every time, I've never experienced someone going, no, stay away from me, don't do that. Uh, and the other reason though, is every one of my students has generally been kind of pre-qualified by me when, when they do their introductory lesson. I say, look, we're going to talk about energy. Chi is not magical or mystical. That We're not really going there with that. But if you think it's just pure physicality and that the electricity inside our body cannot be used, that we can't learn to use that in a certain way, I might not be the right teacher for you. So we kind of need to, to figure that out now in, in all honesty, and there'll be no hard feelings. So I've never had someone walk out because of that, and to my knowledge, not come back because of that. Um, so when somebody walks in with their knee hurting and I mentioned to them I've got an energy way to potentially help, their answer is, well, yeah. And then you do, and you relieve pain right there on the spot. Holy cow. Talk about them going, yes, I want more of this. So it's, it's a very good thing on so many levels. Cool. Uh, what are the top three most memorable Tai Chi moments in your life? Seen, done, felt, experienced? <sighs> top three moments. Well, two of them are super positive. One uh, is going to be uh, when I discovered that what I'd been learning for a few years was empty. That was, that was really disheartening. But then I met you. And uh, that changed, as we've already talked about. Uh, I would think one of them is when I really, when it really began to click into me what e-skill is, mind skill, mind intent. And all the, what seems to be fairly limited, limitless ways to use it. Um, that, to me, was, was really something. I remember... Um, my, my first real introduction to it, um, from you, it was, uh, one of those, we were up really late. It was like, I don't know, midnight one could have been 2 AM and you're like, Hey, come here, let's do some little, some push it. I want to show you something <laughs> and I'm pushing on you and I'm and, and I had a lot more grr, a lot more force than I do now back then. And, um, and I'm giving you, you know, the business the way I knew how to, and I'm just coming off you and you're like doing nothing. And, and you're kind of laughing. 
because I, I think you were you were just having some fun that night because this was above my pay grade, so to speak, at that moment in time. And and I asked you, well, okay, what are you doing, Sifu? And you're like, I'm using my mind. I am blocking you with my mind. And it didn't really make sense to me. I'm like, you're doing what? Uh, and so so I had this brief moment where I thought, he's blocking me somehow. Okay, what could I think to do? And this is me with no real mind skill yet uh, to speak of. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be like a needle and I'm going to pierce right through. And I went to your third eye and I successfully moved you. And you went, all right, what did you do? And I told you what I did. And you went, all right, very good. Try that again. <laughs> and then I tried the same thing. And of course I was unsuccessful. I'm like, well, what did you do? And you just said, oh, I just turned up the volume on my mind intent and in, in blocking you. And you could not get through that. And I'm like, I can't wait to learn this stuff. Holy cow. <laughs> so anyway, so there was that. And um, the other one, I actually, I lost a good couple nights of sleep over this. It was when I first learned to do long distance uh, fagung, energetic healing. And I would, whoever I was connected to and working on, there's a way, and again, I know this is gonna sound really crazy to people who have no experience with this yet. Hopefully you will, if this is interesting you. Um, you bring them into the room with you, energetically, spiritually, and I'm working on them, feeling them in my room as if they're physically there. And I had already learned how to see energy around a person. And I've got them in my room, in the air, basically. And where I'm feeling an issue, I'm seeing their energy floating in my room like I would if it was in person. That just blew my mind. I it, Like processing that took me a while. Um, and, and it was just, it's just so amazing. Um, so yeah, there's, there's my top three. My best favorite experience of that personally is when, um, Carly did that to you and we can see your energy physically in the room. Yeah. Isn't that something? Wow. Yeah. I would never have guessed this stuff went there. Holy cow. Yeah. All I thought I was going to do is learn to kick and punch uh, many years ago. Uh, <laughs> um, what are your, what are your, what is your two to five year goal regarding Tai Chi? Um, I'd say just to basically stay the course with my own training, uh, continuing to, uh, help teach, develop, uh, my students and, uh, just more growth and, and, and honoring, uh, clear Tai Chi. Helping people. Yeah. yeah. I got it. Yeah. What are your long-term goals regarding Tai Chi? <laughs> uh, simply to keep doing this, uh, as long as my time on this planet will, uh, allow, um, I know Tai Chi is multiple lifetimes of learning. So I hope I will never run out of things to learn. I hope to just keep doing it. And, and I, I'm quite confident that it is going to help me spend more time on this planet in this realm. So, yep. <laughs> so I've got clear Tai Chi in you, and maybe we've already answered it, but there is, you did give me quite a, quite a write up there on it too. Um, and so it's, what about clear Tai Chi is most appealing to you? Well, 
So if we were to rewind a bunch of years, uh, I have um, a friend and also a mentor, and you know him. Many of you know him, uh, and if you don't, uh, you will at some point, uh, George, who was uh, part of one of the first people to teach me some of the more competitive style, forward stance push hands, to uh, tweak the 24 movement traditional form that I used to do and, and had, excuse me. Um, and he got me into the Kali in Chinatown and introduced me to going down there and playing with uh, the local Chinese uh, uh, practitioners. And that's quite an experience. Um, but I remember at one point he said to me, Harry, you're all over the place with your martial arts. And that can be okay for a while, but eventually you need to pick a wife, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he knew. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, um, and he, he ultimately was right because I did not want to be just a little jack of all trades. I did want to hone in and truly go deep. So um, I, I have had over the course of a, a good number of years now, uh, exposure training with quite a few different teachers. And I will say here in the New York City area, well, there, there are a lot. So, and I, I've been with some that are, are, are very well respected and, and, and whatnot. Um, but it, it's rare to go significantly past Lee, which is just pure physicality with most of the training. Um, you lay out an entire path to training the full art, and you don't hide that. You have a video out, a uh, roadmap to Tai Chi mastery. Uh, yeah, it's I've actually had. a uh, uh, Tai Chi roadmap. Yeah. Website, course. Tai Chi roadmap.com, I believe it is. For anyone that wants to see it, it's a free video, actually. And it's material that, frankly, most people, even somewhat higher level teachers, don't know. Um, and, and you fully lay it out, which, by the way, impressed some of my newer students when I thought it was appropriate to share that with them. They're like, whoa, I had no idea. I'm so glad I know and I see how the art progresses. Mm. Um, there are many ways up, you know, the mountain, up the path to training, uh, but some of them are much more treacherous. Some of them don't go all the way. And you do. And I've well, seen that. Happens. I'm some sorry. Of some of them go off on tangents too. Take you part of the way up, and then now you jump off the mountain, and it's like, what happened? Right. Yeah, anyway, sorry. You also you also have to find a teacher that jives with you. Um, some people may not like me; they may not like you, or vice versa. Uh, and, and it may not even it may not be anything personal, uh, or maybe it is. But but no, typically not. It's it's just. You know, so I like, uh, I, I, and I, you know, I say this respectfully, but Sifu Clear is rather OCD. Um, and it is mostly to our benefit because you take everything and plot it out to teach us very, very methodically. So as a student, it's incredibly helpful. You are not one of those teachers that's just going, just do as I do or just keep doing the form. 
no, you're going, okay, you're having trouble with that. Okay, let's do this drill. That'll help you get it. Oh, that one didn't do it. Here's this drill to help you with that. And you, you take some of these very difficult to achieve skills and give us ways to get there if we put in the work. Um, and also from a, a becoming one of your instructors standpoint, well, we get that material. So I have it to follow as my blueprint for teaching my students. And it just works so well. So the way that you break down everything, it just really resonates uh, with me. And apparently resonates with quite a few because uh, the, the school is growing here in New Jersey and the students love it and they can't wait to come to the gathering uh, in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. I found most beginners, I try to make, I try to make sure that it's like here locally, I try to make sure that it's the other teachers under me that, uh, you know, in the system that are teaching it and they don't let me most of the time in the room with the beginners. <laughs> they thing and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and then they kind of, their head hurts and they don't come back. I found that when somebody hits somewhere between that one, the average person, when they hit that one year to about three and a half year mark, somewhere in there, they'll end up at some point getting a lesson with me and you can just see the, wow. And they're really stoked about it. And it's like, well, what's going on? It was like, it's just all those points. Those are things I would have, could have, I wish I'd known right from the beginning. I could have done that. And I would have like, now, if you'd been shown that like that in the beginning, you'd been able to take that in and be okay with it. And it's like, well, no, it would have been too hard and too much at one time. And it's like, yeah. So now we can be OCD about that and you're getting all the benefit of that, but you're ready now. You had to get you primed up first and then, and then we can go. The one that always comes to mind is just, you know, the dozen or so things in the posture. You bring a new person in, you put them in Wuchi, and it's like, tuck your head in and put your tongue here and make sure you're standing like this. Make sure your back's like that. And make sure your knees are like this. And make sure, you know, and pretty soon they're like, oh my God, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. I'm more stressed than when I walked in the door. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. and Tai Chi's supposed to be relaxing, not stressful. Yeah. You right. take that person who's one year to three years out and you go, okay, you've got to tuck that back more like that. And they've heard, they've seen the instruction out over time, but it's like, get that, get this alignment here, tilt that just a little bit more, do that adjustment. And they start really feeling the energy of that and going, oh my God. You know, and then that's when it's like, why didn't they get it to the beginning? Because if you got that in the beginning, you'd quit. Yeah. It would have been too much. And, but now they're ready and it's, and it's a different ballgame. Yeah. And, and, and I've also found, and I totally get that why um, you're not the right one to be teaching beginners, <laughs> but um, for my own students, uh, the ones that have been with me for a little while, but not necessarily quite three years or so. Um, the ones that did the water fighting workshop that you did here last year, first of all, blew their minds in a good way and solidified their desire to stay with this because they're like, oh my gosh. Now they admitted that it was a bit overwhelming and I'm like, but that's okay. These are the types of trainings that you want to repeat. You don't take it once and, and you've got it all. Yeah. And, um, and so having you teach my students has just solidified things even further. And it's, it's very, very positive. And, and my, I think my favorite comment uh, was from uh, my student Steve, who <laughs> at the water fighting workshop, uh, and, and, and mind you, he's a, a karate guy for many, many years. I know he's at least second degree. He might be a third or fourth degree in his system. Uh, so I'm par sorry if I'm misspeaking, Steve. But um, he looked at you and said, 
should we be teaching people this? <laughs> because it was so horrifically brutal. He had never seen anything like that before. And this is Tai Chi fighting method. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. The, uh, We talked here for a little bit about the organization itself and the and the being careful to cultivate a healthy organization and the your fellow clear tai chi instructors and all of that so i'll let you elaborate on that a little bit more. well, well sure um it's it's a real pleasure to be part of this group and i know we have some uh, people missing on, on the call today uh and, and your local students um it really is a, a very good group of people um, you keep egos in check. If somebody ultimately isn't right, you don't really let them contaminate the group. They just, they don't last one way or another. Um, and we have a lot of fun. It's, it's healthy, uh, uh, joking with each other and barbs and camaraderie and, and push hands and stuff like that. We all learn from each other. Um, and, and the beauty is we all want I have something I think is really great. We all want our students, because we're all teachers here, to go, please, learn from one of the other regional guys. Absolutely. Go let Jim Kelly, you know, show you or, go, or whatever. And then they send theirs to me and, and whatnot. And, and, and that's, that's really good. It's, it's incredibly healthy. So the organization that you have built and are continuing to build uh, is just great to be a part of. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times for people, I'm like, I actually, from here, we'll try to get them to see it from you and or from some of the other senior guys. A lot of times, so I'm like, you've heard it from me a lot, but you need to hear that in a different voice in a different way. And then it's going to, even if it doesn't click fully, it's going to trigger things. It's going to help you to get a different aspect on it. Then when you're talking to me, it'll be, you know, and I've seen people put it together doing that. And so it's, it's good. Yep. But last question here. Uh, that I've got is why is this the path for you to achieve your goals? Well, um, I think it's part of something that I already alluded to, uh, that there are many paths, uh, up the same mountain. Um, they don't all go all the way. Some are treacherous. I have been on some other paths that were very disappointing. <laughs> um, uh, this organization, you, uh, resonates with me personally. There is benefit after benefit after benefit. Um, there's really no end in sight because this is multiple lifetimes of learning. And I'm not, a, you know, not a yoga guy. I'm not twisting up like a pretzel. <laughs> I love Tai Chi. Um, and I love what we do. And, and I just... I love the duality of really getting deep into healing. And I can go deep with you, as deep as I want, with the martial side of it and actual real fighting methods, not just the applications. Applications are important, but if you don't have a fighting method, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's all there. Um, so that's the path I want to be on. It's, it's very healthy for me from a physical standpoint, 
a mental standpoint and a spiritual standpoint. Um, so yes, thank you. Oh, yeah, thank you. Well, if any of the ones that, other ones have been on the call got any questions, now's your time. I'll put it out there to you. Well, thank you, Harry. Thank you. Well, and, and Phil had the question earlier. So, hey, Phil, thanks for promoting my voiceover business. <laughs> HarryLeg.com. And then there's NewJerseyTaiChi.com. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you very uh, much. And remember that uh, hopefully we'll get this out in time. Uh, if not, then next year that um, if you want to see a lot of the most of our folks that are regional organizers and teachers, the event to come to is the Clear Tai Chi International Family Gathering here in Maryville, Tennessee, first weekend in June. And here this, this year, that's like two weeks from now. And the, uh, the website to go to for that is TaiChiGathering.com. And we look forward to seeing all of you there and, and training and having fun and uh, doing what we do. Thanks, everybody. It's going to be a blast this year. It's going to be an even bigger blast next year. So I'm calling that right now. So, uh, so, so if you missed it in 2022, go to TaiChiGathering.com um, and see what's coming up because uh, we're going to be doing it year after year after year, first weekend in June. You'll get to see, at least this year, you'll get to see Harry and some of the other folks on these, on these podcast calls that are the regional organizers that we're putting the spotlight on for these interviews um, and get, get a chance to get some work in with them, get, get some training, get some hands-on, get some play with everybody and just meet a lot of like-minded people. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So taichigathering.com. Um, and if you're in the New Jersey area or New York uh, city area, uh, go to newjerseytaichi.com and check out Harry's live classes. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Excellent presentation, Harry. Thank you. Like and now, a word from our sponsor. For those of you who are interested in internal power and want a reliable place to start, and for anyone who wants to experience internal power for themselves, go to internalpowerguide.com. I built a crash course in hands-on internal power. The Practical Guide to Internal Power is a work-at-your-own-pace online program. It is the course I use to get students from zero to 60 as quickly as possible and it is totally free. So sign up at internalpowerguide.com now and get started right away. That's internalpowerguide.com.